Welcome to Mostly Mindful for Teens and Tweens, hosted by Dominique Sullivan of the Zen Librarian. Blending science and spirituality in innovative ways that make sense in our modern world. Thank you for spending time with me today as we break down mindfulness, tell a few stories, and practice a few new skills. Welcome to today's episode, No Meditation Mindfulness. So always the first question is, what is mindfulness? I see these posters and these posts that say, if you get anxious, look at five things, you know, one thing you can see, one thing you can touch. Now that sometimes works, but for me that never really seemed to work because inside my mind was just raging or I'd be stressed or overwhelmed with my feelings. And I, I found that after 20 years of practice, I finally figured out what does mindfulness mean for me? And today we're really going to explore that and how to kind of do moment to moment mindfulness. So how do you bring mindful awareness to your everyday lives? Because sometimes people say to me, I can't meditate or it's not for me. And that is totally fine. For you to rewire the brain through neuroplasticity, you do need to do both. You need to do mindfulness and meditation. Like I said, I've been at this 20 years And I have only had a meditation practice for the last five years. So I had 15 years where I was what I call a a spastic meditator. I kind of meditate and then I kind of hated it. And then I judge myself because I sucked at it. And so I I hear you. (laughs) Meditation is not the easiest thing. You know, being with yourself and your own thoughts is difficult. And what I realized is I didn't have the tool. And for me, it was self-compassion. I didn't know what to do when those thoughts arose. It would make me feel super uncomfortable, very anxious, but I didn't know what to do with the thought. And they tell me, you know, when people say, just let it go. I was like, well, I can't. I I couldn't figure out how do you do it? Because for me, I would play a loop in my head and the thoughts would just go around and around like a record player. So After many years, what I realized is when I got triggered, it was like me taking a record out of my brain and playing the greatest tracks of my pain or my anxiousness. And for me, it was always future thinking. I'd always think about, well, what if this person's going to judge me and what's going to happen tomorrow? And what if I can't do this? And, And it was always the what if. And for me, it was the future thinking. And practicing moment to moment awareness or attention allowed me to see that my brain was always wanting to go into the future. And then what I would do is then I would beat myself up and say, oh, I didn't do this and I'm not good enough. And so my brain would jump always to the future and the past. And for me, I don't know why I have these like pictures and these analogies. So soccer, I pictured myself like a soccer goalie and the thoughts were going to come flying at me like soccer balls at a goalie. And my job was to pay attention and be the goalie. And those thoughts are going to be anxious thoughts, judgment thoughts, thoughts that I didn't like myself or I wasn't perfect enough or whatever it is. And so those soccer balls are going to come at me. And my job is to say, I see you thought and label it. We need to really pay attention to the soccer ball. And when I first started this, (laughs) I was a very bad goalie because I would let those thoughts come past me and I would start into my story and I would tell myself, oh, 
you know, whatever the story was, or I can't do this, or I'm not strong enough, or I'm not good enough, or fast enough, or fit enough, or thin enough. And I would realize that I would turn around and I'd be staring in the net, staring at this ball, telling myself all sorts of stories about the future and the past. I mean, how good of a goalie are you if you're shoved into the corner of the net and just obsessed and ruminating in your own mind? All sorts of things are going to go on in your life and you totally miss it. So this was the key factor for me that changed everything. When I recognized that I was in a brain loop, that I was playing a record, that I was stuck in the corner of the goal, I would say thinking, I would name it anxious, right? obsessive mind, a not good enough, whatever it is, shame. I'd take a deep breath in. And I would literally think about blowing out the thought. Because I am not my thoughts. And that was my mantra for literally 10 years. I am not my thoughts. My thoughts are like clouds in the sky. So just think about that for a second. That all of your thoughts are temporary. Just because you hear it in your brain doesn't mean it's true. So just take another deep breath in. I am not my thoughts. And paying attention, do you judge yourself when you have a thought of like, I would even judge myself about being bad at mindfulness. I would try to sit down and be my brain would be ping, 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 you know, kind of everywhere. I'd be thinking about all weird things, you know, what kind of shoes I was going to get, who I was going to see tomorrow. It would just be all over the place. And then I would judge myself. I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at mindfulness. But the truth of the matter is, it means you're human. Humans are thought machines. That's all we do. We're thinkers. But your job is to be like the third person in a story, like the narrator, is to sit above the thoughts and just notice them go by like clouds in the sky. I am not my thoughts. And so moment to moment mindfulness without meditation, just moving around in your life, you can do it any time. So ask yourself, when you're in the shower and having a nice hot shower, where's your brain? Are you thinking about what's going to come tomorrow, making up all sorts of stories of catastrophes? Are you going into the past, thinking about all the things you should have done? I want you to take a deep breath in in those moments and say thinking, right? You don't own a time machine. And then come back to that present moment. Like, enjoy your shower. Having a hot shower is awesome. So when you're walking, like, where's your brain? Are you in the place that you're walking? Or again, are you in the future and the past? So ask yourself all the time, where's my brain? Where's my mind? And if we go back to the definition of mindfulness, there's kind of three main key parts of mindfulness that I like to zero in on. Number one, it's focus. If your brain stays on one activity, let's say you're walking and you're just thinking heel, toe, heel, toe, and you look up and you see a bird and you're like, bird, and you're just trying to focus on the present moment as much as you can. And you're engaging your senses to try to be in the moment. Like, what do you smell? What do you see? So you're trying to hang on to the present moment. So that poster you see about 
um, you know, hanging on to the senses and what five things do you see? That works really well when you're trying to stay focused on the present moment. It's really hard when you're in an anxious loop and you're playing the record. And I find the easiest thing to do when you're overwhelmed is to actually super counterintuitive is to turn towards your difficulty and say, this is a moment of suffering. I'm really having a hard time right now. And it sounds so strange, but actually turning towards it is the best thing you can do. Sort of like a a surfer, you know, when a really big wave comes, the only thing you can do is to dive through the wave, not around it, not swim past it. Because sometimes that works in the short term, but it makes it a lot harder in the long term. So again, back to the present, and we're thinking about the mindfulness definition. So one is focus, staying on that present moment, then having awareness when your brain is going to wander, because remember, that is the nature of brains. If your brain is wandering, it just means you're human. It does not mean that you're bad at mindfulness. So you're trying to stay focused on the present moment, you know, staying focused on the teacher, what's going on in class. And then, of course, your brain's going to wander and then you're going to notice, that's the awareness part, that your brain is not in the present moment, that you're in the future or the past. You're going to take a deep breath in. You're going to tell yourself, oof, I'm telling myself stories. I feel really crappy right now. You're going to name it to tame it. Then you're going to try to come back to the present moment. And every time you come back to the present moment, it's like another brain push up. Take a deep breath in, blow out the story, blow out the drama that you're creating in your own mind, the judgment, and just come back to this present moment. Feel your bum sitting in the chair, feel the wind if there's outside, or what do you hear? And you're trying to hang on to the present moment without judgment. And so don't feel that you're bad at mindfulness if your brain wanders. It means that you're a human being on planet Earth, which is a good news. And sometimes I tell myself again, I am not my thoughts. I can't stress a problem different. The more I obsess about this, it doesn't change what's going to happen tomorrow or what happened yesterday. I don't own a time machine. I am not my thoughts. So that's the first part is mindfulness. And then we have to join that thought after with a compassionate response. So what do you tell yourself when you're having a really hard time? What would a friend say to you? Mine would say something like, everything's going to be okay. You're doing the best you can. This too shall pass. This is a moment of suffering. I'd invite you to think about a phrase that you need to hear deeply. What phrases are you going to tell yourself when you notice your thought? So you're going to have a thought. You're going to notice. You're going to label it. Like, what are you feeling? I feel anxious. I feel angry. I feel depressed or sad. Whatever it is, I want you to label it. And the second response is, what would you tell a friend? Everything's going to be okay. I'm so proud of how far I've come. 
find the sentences that works for you. And that is going to be how you change and rewire the mind to a more peaceful mind with loving, connected presence. So paying attention, moment-to-moment mindfulness will really rock your world. You don't need to be a meditator if that's not for you. You need both if you really want to get to the next layer of peace and calm. But again, of the last 20 years of me being a yoga teacher and a seeker, I've only been a meditator for the last five and the last 15 years I spent doing or trying moment to moment mindfulness, noticing where my brain is, being the goalie, speaking to myself with more kindness and taking a deep breath in because everything's going to be okay. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you next week.